Keep coming, cauliflower cheese, cauliflower cheese, and cauliflower cheese, and mm, and cauliflower cheese. Keep, 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 keep calm, keep calm. Mm. Keep calm and cauliflower cheese. Yes, hello there, Madame, Mademoiselle, Monsieur, Mister, Governor, Governess. It's Chappie the. British Butler on your favourite whimsical, slightly cheeky and naughty podcast. It's Friday. It's uh, into August. It feels very autumnal in the morning, that chill and nip in the air that we all uh, absolutely love and adore. And uh, happy to be here as we uh, swing from one season to the next, although it's still going to be boiling hot. Still can't discard the uh, knotted handkerchief uh, or the uh, ascot that can use as a face mask. And also it soaks up a bundle of sweat. You know, when you have a sort of a hairy rug, um, an ascot does uh, does nicely soak up any and take any away. And it's an embarrassing sweat. So some of the things that we may or may not be talking about on the esteemed podcast. So... As I look through my notes on the podcast, I see a big can of Heinz London Grill. Baked beans, pork sausages, bacon and kidney and tomato sauce. Mm-mm-mm. I know my grandfather used to, um, he always wanted the beans with the little willies in there. And uh, that's what he always asked my grandma to get him, the beans with the little willies. But the London Grill, not sure if you can ever get it in the, in the, uh, in the U.S., um, wild boar steals nudist laptop. That's our probably our headline of the week here. A uh, woman catches her Amazon driver doing, doing a number two poo in the garden whilst uh, delivering uh, her parcel. Hopefully he was wearing uh, Clorox white gloves at the time. Gillian Anderson portraying the Iron Lady in the Crown was a real test of metal. And the glampers who are pitching to save French tourism don't even don't 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 even think about a tea party in America. How my dog saved my quarantino wardrobe. And some of the best moments that we have in life happens in restaurants. How many will not survive? Dogs are being used to sniff out COVID and speed up testing. And skimpy scarves, the top trend for the summer. And I was absolutely delighted when I had uh, one of my favourite restaurant critics uh, review the local fish and chip shop in my hometown of Holt, Norfolk. Um, And he gives an absolutely stellar review. What better when it's stinking hot, you can't get to the beach, fish and chips are the next best thing. Soak all of that wonder with malt vinegar little splash of ketchup maybe a little bit hp houses of parliament sauce as well makes it absolutely delicious and i'm going to rescue all of you lovely folk um, who have had problems whilst reheating rice and reheating biryani 
and it's all dry and clumpy and sticks together. And, I have found the solution, ladies and gentlemen, the solution. Uh, introducing you to the delectable Maggie. She's my uh, brand new corky puppy. Little cute butt and all, probably about three or four pounds of her. And um, anyway, so trying to get into a new routine of, uh, of uh, puppy power. And um, so got the crate. Don't like them being shut in the crate for too long. Uh, but I do have a baby gate. And I thought, perfect setup. Little room for her to play in. Nice and safe. Won't uh, bother uh, King George or uh, Sir Jack, my other dogs. Um, but she, um, oh dear. Came down in the morning. Where was she? Absolutely nowhere to be found. I was panicking. My heart skipped a beat uh, trying to find this little puppy. I mean, it was almost like a Houdiniac. Where could she have gone? So she somehow squeezed her slightly rotund puppy body through the bars. And uh, eventually, after 10 minutes, I found her. Where was she? Under the TV stand, of course. And I was relieved, indeed. So les glampers pitch into, say, French tourism. So the French middle classes have embraced le glamping, with homegrown holidaymakers uh, helping to rescue the country's tourist industry. Tourist chiefs fear disaster as the an annual influx of foreigners led by Britons, Americans all over Europe as well, failed to materialise because of COVID. The uh, number of Britons visiting France this summer appears to have fallen sharply. Many campsites have seen none at all. There's been a decline in uh, Germans, Dutch, Belgians, Americans, uh, but a very steep decline in the British tourists. However, the tourist industry executives have reported a rosier picture than expected, at least in the country's glamp sites and uh, geats. More French people are holidaying at this time of year, with Le Figaro newspaper saying the season was probably providing good surprises. Uh, tourism normally accounts for 7.2% of the wealth. Up, uh, up market campsites offering Le Glamping seem to be doing very well as wealthy French families look to maintain the luxury which they're accustomed to whilst avoiding foreign travel. Now, I, I do like the idea of glamping. Um, if I could pull a, a, you know, a, a drawstring and the, uh, and the tent erects itself, um, you know, without any puff or having to blow into anything to get it to go up, um, God, that sounds a little naughty, doesn't it? Um, then, then that is fine. If I can have a shower and wash all the dirt and grime and crud off my body every day, that's fine. Wi-Fi. I need the Wi-Fi. Need to download the London Times. I need some electricity so I can press my, uh, my uh, tailored shorts. And I do like a long sock pulled up to, you know, approximately the knee area. And that, that, that does avoid any little ticks or lice or anything that might be roaming around in the long grass. A butler sock pulled up to the knee, tailored shorts, and uh, always wear a, uh, a button-down shirt as well. That's an absolute essential uh, to keep uh, all mozzies and uh, any, any of those little mites away. Uh, a, a, a cotton or a linen shirt is absolutely fantastic when one goes camping. Just make sure you bring the stain devil with you. Because you can get all sorts of nasty little stains on a pressed white linen shirt. So, sirs and ladies, don't even think about uh, a tea party in America. 
Um, I've learned many things through bitter experience uh, over the over time living in America. Um, yes, the uh, chocolate with the H. Don't order it. You cannot get proper Cadbury's chocolate in America. The creamy chocolate is made by another company, and it just doesn't taste the same. I have to say. Um, obviously coffee is fantastic can drink as much coffee but never order a cup of tea in america um their tea is uh is, is nothing better than tepid dishwater um especially the one that begins with l and rhymes with ipton um awful maybe it's um you know some sort of star spangled defiance and uh uh, velvet glove over the iron fist gesture of defiance of the old country dating back to the Boston Tea Party or maybe they can't uh, bring themselves to make a decent cuppa I reject the claim by the spokesman um, of the American Institute of Physics reading this article discussing some new gadget they've invented a future in which tea can be microwave without ridicule may not be too far away Microwave water will never make drinkable tea. It has to be 212 degrees. I've said this before in the podcast. And while we're on the subject, can somebody ban those fashionable, expensive hot water taps as well that people install in their kitchens rather than kettles? They do not heat the water at optimum temperature as well. If you want that reddish tint, that reddish rougey tint at the top of the tea, then um, you're not going to get that from a tea kettle, hot water tap, any of these things. It has to be a tea kettle, not a microwave. Oh, the calamity of it all. You need to hear it boil. You need to hear it whistling, ladies and gentlemen. So I saw a lovely piece, um, how dog walking outfits save the Quarantino wardrobe. So, uh, you know, a lot of people these days, and the young lady who was writing this, you know, talked about the allure and lure of ease of elastic waist pants, oversized t-shirts, comfy sports bras. Uh, not that I need a, a, a particularly comfy sports bra or an uncomfortable sports bra as we, as we, as we, as we, as we while we're on the subject, I suppose. Um, so, I mean, this is a thing. I think whilst the whole quarantine, people are underdressing again. I'd say dress to impress, even on a Zoom call. If you're out walking the hound, you never know who you might meet. It could be a business associate, possible date, dress to impress, you know. That's why I like the gator um, neck form. It looks like a little ascot. You can just pop over your mouth as well. Wear the button down, as I said earlier on the podcast here. I think it's very, very important, you know. So... You know, if I'm I'm walking my beautiful border collie, George, I need to look up the snuff as well. And I'm sure that George sneers at any time I might think about wearing a uh, a slightly aged faded T-shirt or shorts where the gusset is like split apart, anything like that. I'm sure she sneers and say... Daddy, why are you wearing uh, this abomination of attire? You need to dress to impress. Look at me. I'm like prim, prim and prissy. Beautifully, no knots in my coat. Uh, a glint in my smile, a sparkle in the eye. I think people should be doing the same. And, you know, if you're on a Zoom call or on a Zoom date or anything else, s- s- gentlemen, slip on a shirt. Slip on, slip on a button down, for God's sake. I mean, you could be wearing like a banana hammock or a budgie smuggler underneath. Uh, but to, just try to dress to impress a little bit. Um, you know, I think it helps in business and it helps in the rest of life as well. You know, my dog is very preemed and prissy. Why shouldn't I be preemed and prissy too?
So eating out and restaurants are the uh, the true uh, emblem of life, the signature of life, the the lifeblood of one's life. And uh, with so many being shut down and obviously social distancing, cutting uh, the uh, number of people going in in half, it has it, become really tough. And I mean, it's a very sort of intimate setting, you know, for uh, friends and and lovers to go and uh, go and meet. I mean, restaurants have been so much of my life the good bits the bad bits the ugly bits the breakups the makeups the jolly bits as well you know where you can have a good old guffaw over a glass of wine and a beautifully made risotto you know and in the uk the chancellor rishi sunak has uh, put together the uh, least forfeiture moratorium um and also um, a special dining discounts in August. Anything they're trying to do to get people to go back and enjoy restaurants. Because it is a snapshot, a thumbnail sketch of our lives. And it's very, very important that we get back to them and get back to eating them. And if we're not going out, at least supporting them through uh, getting uh, the food delivered. But it's tough to get, you know, beautiful fine dining food delivered. It's uh, it's very, very challenging indeed. So whatever we need to do to support it, I think, is uh, hats off to uh, any government or agency that's uh, that's putting these uh, measures into place to help us to dine out once again. I mean, the ambiance of a true, like, French bistro, when you walk in, the smell, the, like the garlic, the crushed garlic that's been cooked and the beautiful aromas that spread around and the joy in people's faces is something to be behold. So Corin wrote a, a lovely little um, piece uh, and a review of a, a place that I discovered when I was back in the UK, back in Norfolk in the UK, uh, at Christmas time, uh, Eric's Fish and Chip Shop. Wonderful fish and chips. Um, so this is what Corin said. They came in flat cardboard boxes for portage to the tables and were perfect, historic, epic, at the very top end of what fish and chips should be. And leaving thus very little for me to say except boring stuff about firm, flaky, white flesh at the peak of condition, full of the joy of its life, not the sadness of its death, steaming in a crisp golden cage, but not crew crisper batter like those brassy gastropub versions you see encased in orange glass. And with the old fashioned chip shop chips tasting of plain Norfolk potatoes, soft with shards of the crunchy edge, evermore and again a perfect vector of arms of the malt vinegar and salt. None of your dark brown, too crunchy, too hot inside, triple cooked waxies. Oh, I mean, it, it, I have to say, it, it is phenomenal. It is the um, uh, it is a food lover's fish and chip emporium. Um, the uh, the fish is amazing. The batter, like a little bit of a light beer batter, is uh, is you know, and you can sit outside in a in a rather nice uh, Georgian town, uh, which is uh, which is very lovely indeed. Um, and uh, it, it is a delight. And the malt vinegar is a very important uh, addition to the uh, to the fish and chip. Dose it liberally all over the fish and chips. But if you're ever back uh, in, in the UK, North Norfolk, um, there's a beautiful fish and chip shop in um, Wales next to the sea as well, where you can sit, uh, you know, near the marshy sort of seaside, uh, it is absolutely fantastic as well. Eating it in newspapers, fine. I love the boxes as well. That really is a wonderful old-fashioned idea. But fish and chips, and uh, for um, our American listeners out there, mushy peas, 
try the mushy peas. It's not, you know, it, it doesn't sound like, uh, you know, uh, pulverized gremlins as it might seem. It is delicious. Mushy peas, fish and chips, malt vinegar, maybe a dash of the red, dash of the brown, and there you go. A little bit of how's your father? Cheeky ball is nudist grunting and laptop chase. A nudist in Berlin got a little too close to nature for comfort when a wild boar snatched his plastic bag with his laptop inside. So the naked man gave chase to the boar and to her two piglets, much to the amusement of the fellow sunbathers. Adele Landauer, an actor and life coach, took photos of the chase at Tervlesli, a popular bathing spot, and then put it on Facebook. Nature strikes back, she wrote, adding that the man laughed it off. He gave it his all, with not a stitch on, she reported, then showed the photos to the man, and he laughed soundly and authorized me to make them public. He was very focused. Miss Landau provides more details on her Instagram page, saying the incident was a great example of someone perversing to achieve their goals. She said there were many nude sunbathers at the spot when the wild boars appeared. The white man was bathing, she writes. The boars calmly ate a pizza from his backpack and then they were looking for dessert. They found his yellow bag, decided to take it away, but the man who owned it realized it was the bag of his laptop inside. So he was very focused and ran behind the bars to look and get an order to get it back. The onlookers adored how he, how focused he stayed when he came back with his yellow bag in the hand and all clapped and congratulated when the success wrestling with the balls. There is a strong tradition in naturism in Germany where in summer it's quite normal for people to strip off in parks. The back to nature movement is known as the uh, <laughs> Frank Pericolta, free body culture, or R or FKK for short. Wednesday's incident comes days after a particular bold urban fox in Berlin was found to have walked off with dozens of people's shoes as they unwisely left them in the garden. So seeing this naked tushy running around after these wild boars is something to behold here, I tell you. He's a little bit of a sort of slightly larger fellow. And he's wobbling everywhere. And there's a little big, there's a big bar and two little bars. I mean, let, let's just, let's just, you know, let's just imagine, imagine, uh, uh, you know, how this may sound. In Berlin, ball running off with man's laptop. And uh, a little bit of a cheeky ball, to say the least. Give me back my laptop! No, get your get your nose, get your get your snout off my breakfast. Give your get your snout off my breakfast. Give me back my laptop. You naughty cheeky little you cheeky little pig. You're a very vile bar. Taking my laptop. Get your snout out of my laptop. Get your snout away from my breakfast. No, not the Venus schnitzel. No, 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 not the Venus schnitzel either. And that's the uh, that's the cavalry coming in behind to uh, rescue the assailant. 
and uh, try to get the boars, uh, get the boar to give back his laptop, uh, his lucky charms, and probably his Vatverse or Venus Nissel. Ghostly Fireside Stories from Chappie the Butler. So this week's is entitled Raynham Hall. The family seat of the Marquess of Townsend, Raynham Hall is also known to the Brown Lady, who is thought to be the ghost of Dorothy Walpole, sister of the statesman Sir Robert Walpole, whose husband Lord Charles Townsend imprisoned her in her quarters at the hall when he discovered that she had an affair with a rakish Lord Wharton. Crestfallen, she either wasted away until her death in 1726 has suffered a mysterious not to say suspicious tumble down the grand staircase where she broke her neck her ghost has become a classic of English haunting with its strangely illuminated face and dark hollows instead of eyes the novelist Captain Marriott encountered her in a corridor one night when she was staying at the hall she glanced at him in the most diabolical manner, upon which he drew his pistol and shot her. The bullet passed straight through the phantom and was later discovered embedded in the door. A country life photographer even succeeded in taking a photograph of the ghost in 1936, which continues to baffle experts who can find no evidence of trickery or fakery. So that is the ghost of Dorothy Walpole at Raynham Hall. Another fireside butler ghost tale next week. So on a lighter note, we have a little bit of our favourite game, ladies and gentlemen. Our favourite weekly game of medieval tincture tender. So we have two wonderful contestants and over to our Graham to introduce them. Yes, we've got Henry VIII. We've got Henry VIII coming from London, England as our first contestant on Medieval Tincture Tender. Um, So we're talking about the demise of Henry, not the uh, strapping Renaissance man of his youth, the stud, the the Tudor stud muffin that he was. Uh, But towards the end, he weighed over 400 pounds and suffered from a leeching leg ulcer bed sores and all manner of other ailments his coffin was lined with lead but that did not prevent his corpse from bursting and leaking out kingly juices onto the streets so anyway so let's have a think here for a second in terms of uh, our uh, our little uh, tincture tinder game here so now do we have do you think it's king henry do you think uh, let's have a look here So do you think King Henry deserved the axe? So did he deserve... Oh, did he... Oh, oh, yes. Well, he didn't He didn't suffer the axe. I mean, he, he, he really did um, uh, give the axe to many of his, uh, his uh, mistresses and wives, sadly, as we talked about a few weeks ago. So it wasn't the axe... And at this point in time, 
He wasn't getting any of the uh, nookie. He wasn't getting any owls, your father. So no axe and uh, none of the owls, your father. So uh, Henry was left in limbo. Only Catherine Parr um, was with him at the end and uh, was, a, was a good sort of uh, companion with him. But there was no, none of the nasty nookie at the end with uh, Henry's ulcerate weeping legs and all that dirty umska. Okay, so we have contestant uh, number two here, and uh, we'll get uh, we'll get we'll get our groom to uh, to introduce him. Yes, ladies and mantelpieces, we have George the Second from France. Oh no, he's in Germany from Hanover. So okay, so we have our our um, our second contestant, George the Second. This polarizing monarch had a uh, taste for the finer things in life. His favorite indulgences were beautiful women and hot chocolate. I mean, how could he distinguish between the two? Which one would he want more? Who can fault him on loving either one of those? So, uh, George II, our uh, tincture tender uh, contestant this week, our second contestant. So... You know, did he uh, did he suffer the fate worse than death? So the fate worse than death, the, the axe coming down, or uh, I bet he wish he had some of that, some of that going on with some hot chocolate would probably be his uh, sign of a lovely weekend. So anyway, so I think we're going to give George the Second our uh, our little uh, our little. Uh, a little lady mooning uh i think this week i think he gets the love potion he doesn't get the axe none of them none of them none of the contestants this week do get the axe but they're probably uh, more suited around this sort of level i think yeah i think that's pierre the truffling porker but both those men were uh, probably porkers i would say yes we have a bit of arrows now scallywag darts everybody um so this is where we look into the most heinous crimes of the week headline crimes of the week and decide which are missing the board which are um going to be a uh, a, a triple 20 which are going to be a bullseye and uh choppy special prize all right so i think this is probably missing the board but it's too disgusting woman catches amazon driver mid squat pooing in her garden uh, I think this brings a whole new realization to the no-touch drop-off. Oh, and that's uh, missing the board uh, this week, I think, for for that particular one. I think you've had the best one of the week, the uh, the wild boar, and then uh, and then we also have, I think, in terms of our uh, triple twenty this week, we have um, pensioner drives mobility scooter on uh, on the spanish motorway so you've got a an old lady with a blue rinse tootling down the uh, spanish highway uh, in i think malaga or somewhere um going about about five miles an hour with uh, probably 40 cars and trucks behind her and she's just minding her own business probably going to pick up the lo- local newspaper uh, probably a gin and tonic as well and she's just poodling along uh, completely oblivious and that's uh, and that's probably uh uh, Chappie's uh, uh, that would say that's Chappie's triple 20 this week and I think we got the bullseye here uh, we got the man with the horse and cart furious after being refused service at KFC drive through 
So he can't get his chicken nuggets. He can't get his uh, he can't get his pot pie. He uh, can't get a bucket there. But he comes in, a, you know, with Dobbin pulling him along, and they won't serve him. I mean, he's in a he's in a vehicle. Why can't he get his chicken nuggets? Why can't he get his pot pie? You know, he's going a little bit slower here. I mean, I mean, give the give the horse a, a, a bucket of straw as well, maybe. Well, I don't think the horse would want to chew on a chicken nugget, but uh, but why can't he get his uh, his KFC order whilst coming in on a, on a uh, horse and cart? So that is definitely uh, the bullseye this week, I would say. I think this one's missing the board as well. Woman's neck sliced open with a sword during Viking reenactment. I mean, could this be the equivalent of a Viking hickey or maybe horny Viking uh, foreplay? Uh, so I think that's uh, definitely missing the uh, board. Um, and uh, But I think Chappie's special prize. Beer company accidentally names, uh, names its beer, once it's translated, pubic hair. Well, if you've got the real McCoy stuck between your teeth, you really do need a beautiful beer-like elixir to flush it out. It it, uh, it, it could bring a whole new adage together, uh, as it could put actually it could literally put hair between your teeth and possibly hair in your chest as well. I know I said at the top of the program um, I had the the solution, the invention of the century uh, that I discovered. It's probably been inv- invented previously, but I discovered it purely by chance because had a little bit of electrical storm and the butler microwave went out and you ask why is a sophisticated butler using a microwave well we not to heat my tea up i promise you that but to uh, reheat some nice uh, baked beans on toast absolutely delicious but anyway do you ever find that your rice gets dry lumpy rice dry and lumpy and you want to reinvigorate it for the second meal or the third meal one or two days later the solution, forget the microwave, forget the microwave with the cling film or a piece of um, kitchen paper over the top, forget that. This is the key. It is a simple bon marie. So get a big saucepan, get some boiling water, use your tea kettle, and boil up some water, put in maybe a couple of cups of water, and um, get a, um, a, 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 like a hot water safe bowl, a micro safe bowl, or even a, um, a cereal bowl or anything. So if you've got rice, or if you've got a biryani, and I used a biryani, so you put the biryani into the uh, into the uh, kitchen bowl, uh, and then into the bon marie, into the boiling uh, water pot, and you put the lid on, and you leave it for nine minutes. The rice is reinvigorated. The chicken is delicious and succulent. It is the solution of all solutions. The bon marie biryani pot. I welcome you to uh, write in on a postcard uh, if it works for you. But no longer will we have dry, clumpy rice. The Bon Marie biryani pot is a wonder. So some of the headlines we didn't get round to today. A dose of opera can lift us out of the gloom. So a beast-like rotunded Italian stallion singing Nessendurma lifts even the most ailing of spirits, one would say. Um, top news, McAfee or whoever, um, uh, the, the uh, creator of McAfee, the security software, was arrested for wearing a thong as a face mask uh, in the week. I don't know if it was a Victoria's Secret or La Sanza. I don't know which his, uh, which his taste is. Um, but uh, anyway... Uh, and also a bear on the hunt for pizza wrecks a car. Uh, I was thinking as the butler ponders, would a bear ever accept pineapple on a pizza? Um, anyway, we don't know. 
um, if that uh, if that would uh, if that would be uh, sufficient for a for a uh, for a bear or not. So also it came to light in the week that humans were in the clear. They weren't involved in the extinction of the uh, woolly rhino. This is a huge massive beast of several tons that uh, looked like it was wearing a uh, woolly jumper um, it looked like a sheep but with a horn coming out of its nose basically so woolly rhinos i think were pure 1970s it let the hair roam free there was no hairscaping or manscaping it was proud of its hairy armpits and back the uh, the whole woolly rhino in my mind is a prehistoric hipster this is like a news Rolodex here. So quarantine fears as coronavirus cases surges in France. I was also pondering why couldn't one use a cheesecloth as a face mask? The aroma of a stinking bishop, a ripe stilton or a blasphemous blue. Stinky cheese could be an effective opponent of the virus. I would be, I would be embracing the reeking aroma whilst wearing the mask. And Donald Trump to scrap low power showers at Wrecker's perfect hair. I thought the only sort of shower Trump prefers is the golden shower. That's why his luscious locks are yellow and golden. I don't believe that type of shower setting comes in a power jet. Uh, maybe if he did have that, it would be called the platinum shower. And there's very sad news. Uh, Simon Cowell uh, broke his back or a piece of his back on an electric bike in the week. Um, apparently, only his moobs and his trousers pulled up to his neck saved him from a worse injury. The pants saved the moobs and the moobs saved him from further injury and blushes. And I was actually thinking, you know, we could try this out because electric bikes can be a little bit dangerous here. Why don't you get two moobalicious men? I'm not suggesting I should be on the, on the back of the bike or anything like that on a tandem uh, with a trouser bra one with a trouser bra and one without and uh, let them get into a crash and see which one actually uh, recovers the fastest. So I think we need to introduce uh, trouser bras. The trouser protects the moob and the moob protects the uh, um, gentleman falling off his bike. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast at Keep Cheese on Twitter. Um, please comment or send me messages on there if you would like to comment. Uh, please like and subscribe. I'm all over the platforms, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, all of them. So uh, please, as I said, like and subscribe. It uh, is a joy to bring you the podcast every week, the musings of a slightly deranged eccentric butler every week here. And we finish, as always, on a beautiful poem, doing a series of August poems this week. And this is one that I found uh, in the week that was uh, rather delightful. There's a blue fragrance, essence of dusk. The smoke of last things lingers on old clothes. Sun has become a rare as goldenrod. I call for August, but no answer comes. Autumn awaits across a worn doorsill. I need you to make a sense of falling leaves when death paints a rich picture of itself and shadows measure out the long way home. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast this week. Cheerio, keep calm and cauliflower cheese.